Welcome to Shop Talk by Elevated Stylists, a podcast for the thriving community of salon owners and stylists where we discuss topics in business, wellness, mindset, and more. Join us on this journey and become an elevated stylist. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Shop Talk. I'm Sonia Irkani. I'm Jody Kizar. And we're here to talk to you about all things hair, wellness, and business. And before we get started, I'm just going to do a little smudging of the energy so that we can all be on the same page. Jason, I know you said you needed some, so. I like it. Thanks for smudging me too. I like that. <laughs> a little bit for Good. Joey, a little bit for all of our listeners. If you don't know what oh. it is. Thank you. Thank you so much. Google it. Go to the Google machine and ask them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, for our first speaker, we have Jason Everett. He is the face of High Performance Salon. It is a training school for salon owners. Welcome, Jason. Yo, yo, thank you for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. And uh, I'm really honored that you guys would put me on episode one. So thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, we, we thought that this would just like head it off with a bang, you know? I like it, boom, let's do Get it. Get it in there. Get it in there. I like it. All right, so let's start off about talking a little bit about yourself and um, how you got into the high performance business. Totally. Like, how did I how did I start working with salons in general, or yeah. would that way? Yeah, is that maybe kind of in that vein. Your background and how you got into yeah. it, and why you're passionate about it. Yeah, so I've been doing coaching and training uh, for over twelve years, and I've been speaking on stages and doing events uh, for more than twenty. And um, the reason why I, I think it's important to kind of let you guys know about the salon industry piece is that, you know, I've been general market. I used to go and teach people how to speak on stages, how to train, how to create, you know, amazing leadership teams. And I've had the privilege of working in countries all over the planet. I've been, you know, du Dubai, Tanzania, all over Europe, spoken all these different arenas and spaces that are just incredible. Everyone from like rooms full of like one person who accidentally found their way into my room and it was a total bomb, all the way up to places that had, you know, I got to walk across the stage with 10,000 people and wave. So like, like I've got, you know, I've got, I've done the, the biggest, the big shows and I've also done the like whole crap, nobody showed up show. So I just want you to know, even though I've done some cool things, I've also done some really uncool things too. So just so we're clear, there's goods and bads in there. Um, but what, what really happened for me is, uh, the way I got started in the salon spa industry is, um, I started working with a company in the U S man, I think it's been 10 years ago. I just saw actually a, a little, you know, Facebook time hop kind of deal that just said, um, 10 years ago, I'd done the training for this little company in the U S called massage envy. And uh, Massage Envy, uh, if you guys are not familiar, is a is a uh, membership based uh, massage franchise that has thousands of salon, uh, thousands of spas all over the country. And um, I I started working with twenty six locations, and in six months helped them make two point six million dollars in additional revenue. And they were like, "Holy crap! You guys know something. You should probably keep coming." So we ended up working with over a hundred plus locations for Massage Envy over the course of two and a half years. It worked extremely well. Uh, got plugged in with another group called uh, Redkin, another little tiny brand out there, right? <laughs> Redkin and uh, another another company that's another little small one called L'Oreal. And then it kind of became this snowball of working with other companies. And I got invited to do Clarins Makeup, and then Philosophy Skincare, then Bare Minerals, and I was doing Ulta and Sephora and going into Nordstroms and and going uh, with some other brands that I worked with. I don't know. I feel like I'm just name dropping now. So sorry, I was name dropping. But but I started working with all these big brands and they started having me come and speak at their conferences and at their events and training their trainers, doing all these things. And at every conference and event, people come up to me and they go, Jason, do you do coaching for salons and spas? And I was like, well, you know, kind of only at this big corporate level and I don't really do things like for like just individual salons. 
And, um, and it was really expensive to work with me. And I, I mean, I say that like a, in a good way, it was expensive. And so for the average salon and spa, they were having a hard time. And I had a couple really cool clients and we got together and decided with my business partner, Doug Campbell, we got together and said, what if we created a salon and spa owner only training? And what if we took all these things that were usually only affordable by, or can be afforded by uh, corporations and these big companies, what if, we, what if we brought a whole bunch of salons and spas together and created something massive that could help them on a small business level, no matter how big they were, uh, but as long as they were a team-based environment. So team, commission, something like that, what could we do? And so we created this thing called the High Performance Salon Academy four years ago. We kind of did it on like a, almost like a dare. We're like, let's just try it, see what happens. And 90 days in, we basically did a demo. I called every client that had ever worked with me in the salon space. I'm like, would you come and play with us for 90 days for free? And just tell us if you like it. And uh, we played with a bunch of clients for, for free in 90 days. And at the end of 90 days, we opened it officially. Uh, we launched it at Symposium in front of 10,000 people for Redkin. And uh, it just exploded. And it has just gone bananas since then. And basically, I've been told uh, at gunpoint, basically, that I'm not allowed to leave the industry ever again because <laughs> they, they like what we train and what we teach on. And it's, it's the coolest thing ever because I've never been a stylist. Uh, I've never been a stylist, but I, I come from the creative background. I used to be an actor, performing artist, uh, dance instructor. Like I love creativity and like, you know, I didn't like traditional education. I loved hands-on education. And that's why the salon industry and I get along really, really well because they're my kind of people. You know what I mean? Like it's just, they're creative. They like to be fashionable. They like to, you know, have really creative outlets. And I, I love the same thing. So that, that's, I don't know if that's boring you wanted, but that's what I got. <laughs> that's amazing. That's such a great little story that like yeah. you have hairdresser where you are now yeah and don't get me wrong i work with thousands of hairdressers i'm pretty close and i did under quarantine by the way cut my boy's hair i have two sons a three and a six year old now i didn't do it on my own i did it with professional guidance i called and booked a virtual appointment with my hairdresser and paid for it and cut my boy's hair with careful instructions and it didn't turn out horrible that's what i will say oh, wow. Good <laughs> I love, I love to see yeah <laughs> Can you give us a little bit of a background or like school us a little bit about what is high performance salon structure for commission? Like what is that for people that may not know, like what is high performance? Everyone knows what commission is, but what's high performance for commission salons? Yeah. So I think, I think the biggest thing to tell you about what we do at high performance salon Academy is we're not the traditional business education for salons. Most traditional business education is like, okay, it's like going to college, right? They're like, there's a 101 class and a 202 class. And like at some point you graduate and ta-da, you've learned everything you need to know. They hand you binders and workbooks and assignments. And they're like, here, go learn all these things. And then if it doesn't work, they go, well, it's your fault because we told you everything to do, right? Does this sound familiar? Like you guys remember school slash every other you know consultant and company like that. I don't mean to bash them. They just know what they do and that's how they do it. And we work a little bit differently. Um, we're kind of like custom built from the ground up, meaning when salons come in, we just do everything completely custom for them. So we sit down with them and we say, well, what is it that you need? What are you looking to do? And we ask you, where are you now? And where do you want to go? And then we help you create a plan to get exactly where you want to be. So we have some salons that come in, they're like, look, we have six staff and I only want to be 10 forever. And that's cool. And we go, great. And we have some salons that are like, I want to take over the world and open up 50 locations and they want to do it. Like, cool. And I think what people really like about us is that we know what works in New York will not work in California and what works in California will not work in Florida. And everybody is completely different. Your salon, your challenges, your issues, because you as the owner are totally, a, you're a totally different beast. 
You know, what you get motivated by, Jody, might be totally differently than what I get motivated by. And so if I coach you the same way as I would coach some other girl named Sarah who coaches at our company, I'd be trying, I'd be doing you a disservice because I'm just, I'm making a recipe. So we do custom recipes for everything. We teach off something called principles. And principle-based learning means is that the principle applies in every situation, but you're allowed to adapt it. So I don't like force you to make my cake recipe. I teach you what are the basic elements of a cake recipe, and then we build a cake recipe together. Totally different form of learning. And we do that through a combination of personal development and business development and gamified learning. Super important distinction. So we have things like badges. You can earn badges in our academy and it's all gamified environment. I don't have one here, but we created the first ever board game for the salon and spa industry. And so we teach people how to do consultations using cards and games. We have a whole like hour long class and people leave that class and they're like, holy crap, Jason, I learned more in that one hour class than I have in the last 10 years about doing consultations. And we were doing a training with this consultation game. Um, it's, and it's called the consultation gamification. And um, we were doing a class with uh, a group of salon owners and there was like somebody's mom happened to be in our class. She like the daughter who owned the salon wanted her mom to be there and she's never been in the salon. And she was given the cards and she did a consultation as part of our game. And this uh, veteran salon owner who had owned a salon for 20 years, like we said, how did it go? And he said, Jason, I just had the best consultation of my entire life. And it was from this mom who just <laughs> learned how to do a consultation five <laughs> seconds ago. And, he, and like, that's <laughs> what we teach. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll, at some point we'll talk about spreadsheets, but like the goal is how do you make learning fun? Otherwise people won't learn. And so you guys are basically teaching high performance habits. Right. Yeah, so we teach high performance habits and we're, we're accelerated learning experts. So we teach adult learning, accelerated learning, and we know how to, I mean, I could teach you how to do basically anything. It was like making lemonade. We'd make it fun. I was just telling somebody at our last destination training, we like, we took uh, duct tape and cardboard and one of our activities was we gave people an hour to make a duct tape and cardboard boat. And then we went out into the hotel and had what we, we were in uh, New Orleans. So we called it the Cajun yacht races. And we literally had yacht races out in the pool at this hotel in the middle of winter and it was ridiculous but we talked about how do you bond as a team how do you operate when you have limited resources how do you work together as a team when everybody's yelling directions and you need to figure out how to focus and then how do you go take that back to your team because team building and games um just reflect back to your own behavior so the behaviors that you have inside the salon shows up inside these games Right, so it's if you're bossy in the salon, you're gonna be bossy during this game. If you're a <clears throat> in the salon, you're gonna be a <clears throat> in the game, right? Let's like, oh, thank you for understanding what I was saying, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's my own sensor. Uh, but but my point is, is that we teach people in an environment that's outside of the salon. Like, I've actually never set foot. I know that sounds crazy. I've only set foot in like two of the salons in our entire academy because we take them out of their salon environment to learn and then send them back different versus most salon companies go into the salon and try and fight with a salon owner on their home turf. And that's a losing battle, by the way. So we teach outside of the salon and then send them back to doing, you know, retreats, destination trainings, all kinds of really cool experiences and fun adventures for them to go on that they learn something and then bring it back to their salon. And so another question for you is let's just say somebody is not a high performance salon, but they're commission based and like they have some fears and stuff around it. Like why should they consider, um, something like this, how can that impact their business? At the end of the day, it's all about numbers. I mean, salons, you know, like we had talked in another podcast, the profit margins are very low and salon owners are always scratching their heads about like money, money, money. How can this help them raise money and like, and have more profits and why should they consider being, becoming a high performance salon? 
Yeah, and but to be clear, I don't really want to make this a giant pitch from my standpoint on what the high performance. I'm glad you guys are asking me, but I just want you guys to know. I, Everything that we do for High Performance Salon, if you're listening or watching this right now, is like, we have so much free content. Go absorb as much free content as, as possible. And if it makes sense, we really only approve between 10 and 15% of the people who even apply to become a High Performance Salon into our program. So if you want to learn about it, I'm happy to share. But I just want you guys, you know, your audience to know, like, you know, just, just be super clear. Go learn about this stuff. Get educated on it and decide if you want to be High Performance because it, High Performance, honestly, is not a bunch of easy work. It's not like you flip a switch, change your business model, and everything's different. You have to become the best version of yourself in order to be a high-performance salon. So just as an example, I want everybody on planet Earth to know what they're truly capable of achieving. And so like, if you think about this for a second, is that most, most uh, other companies are like, look, we want you to be the best that you can be. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But like, I want you to seek greatness in everything you can do. So think about this. High performance is about a constant, never-ending quest to be the best version of yourself possible. Right. And so in high performance salon, um, the way somebody would come in and check us out is like, look, we don't know what's broken inside your salon. That's why we do a, we have a salon success quiz or salon success test. Um, it's highperformancesalon.com slash quiz. And you can go take this quiz and assessment and it'll show you in 12 different areas inside your salon, what's working well, what needs to be improved and how do you kind of beef out those areas? Because if you don't, if you like, there's a lot of salons that think that they're badasses. Like, can I just say that? Is I hope that's okay. But like, they're like, oh, I'm really cool. I'm amazing. I have eight staff and they really love me and we don't have any drama. And I'm like, cool, good for you. If that's the best that you want to be, then that's not who we talk to. But if somebody's like, look, Jason, I got eight, but I want to have 16 or I got 16 and I want to have 50 or I just want to know like what's possible. Like, that's what I want to know as a person, right? I just want to know what's possible. What am I capable of and who can I become? And so for High Performance Salon, like we just did a training last week for our, our private academy members where we, oh my gosh, it was such a good training. Uh, and I, I don't say that because it was mine because it was one of my partners who created it. But we literally sat down and looked at a flip, a switch that could be flipped during quarantine right now that never before in history has been able to be flipped because every salon is in operation. They usually can't flip this switch. But if they flip this switch right now before they reopen, we did the math and in, our, in every salon, the, the, the lowest salon would have made $10,000 more per year profit and the highest salon inside our academy would make $150,000 a year profit with this one switch that they would make. And I'm not going to tell you what that is. That's inside for the academy stuff. I know that's a big tease. But I am going to say this, is that there are things that you can do right now if you adjust your business model that make a huge difference. And I think that the business model for salons is, quite frankly, totally effed. And I say that because a, a good profiting salon is making 6% profit. That's stupid. So that means if you're making, if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year or you're making a million dollars in revenue, that means you're only pocketing 60 grand. That's stupid. What you can do a million jobs and make 60 grand a year. Why own a salon and, and deal with a million dollars worth of hassles? That sounds like garbage. So our salons on average make between a 15 and 20% profit margin or more because of what we train, and how we teach. And with this change that we made this last week, that might even be more. And I, I heard this stat from salon opinion magazine that, um, 7% of salons make a profit, 20% are breaking even, meaning they're not making any profit at all, and the rest of them are losing money every single day to go to work in their salon. And that's because hairdressers in general, I could say this because I'm not a hairdresser, I've observed from the outside, is that hairdressers have giant hearts and they feel bad making money. They're creative, they love what they do, but they feel guilty about making money off people that they love. It'd be like charging your mom to cut her hair. Ah, who would ever charge their mom to cut her hair? I could never charge my mom. 
well, what if your mom wants to pay you to support you to stay open? You know what I mean? Like, why, how dare you deny her the privilege of paying you money to support you? And your clients and guests are the exact same way, right? Is that your clients want to know what hair products they can use as their hair is growing out and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So my, my little pixie cut that I'm growing out right now is getting ridiculous. <laughs> and like, I want to know what products I can use. How dare you deny me and say, oh, just keep using that herbal essence that you're rocking at home, Jason, because you don't want to tell me what products to use because you're afraid I don't have any money right now, like, or whatever the drama is. So inside the Academy, our mission is to elevate the way that the rest of the world perceives the salon and spa industry by actually changing the salon and spa industry, by making it more profitable, having more $100,000 year take-home owners, by having more $100,000 year take-home stylists than ever before because we changed the industry and that's our goal. That's amazing. What, what are some of the things that people from home can be doing to stay relevant and motivated right now? Yeah, well, first of all, I would just say, if you're not making money right now and you're staying home, figure out a way to make some money, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't be sitting around going like, oh, okay, poor me. Like you can either be a victim right now or you can be a victor right now. And, and I say that, A, because it's fun alliteration, but look, victim says, I just have to be here. There's nothing I can do. I'm just gonna sit around and be pissed off. And I see those people in the comment feeds and you guys are all gonna weigh in right now in the comment feed somewhere and somebody's gonna be mad at me for saying this. But Jason, I can't do anything about it. My unemployment hasn't kicked in or I didn't have any money or whatever. I didn't get my PPP loan or my EIDL loan or whatever thing that you didn't get. That's victim mentality when you say, I didn't get what I deserve. That's a victim. A victor says, what's the game? What are the rules and how do I win, period? And the game right now is you can't touch people. But if you have the belief that you have to touch people to make them feel beautiful, you've already lost. Like, think about that. As stylists in the industry right now, you have the greatest opportunity to make people feel good about getting on their Zoom line because they now have to see themselves every time they get on Zoom and they're like, oh my God, my hair looks like this. This is garbage. And I haven't got it cut. And I don't even know what to do. They're buying more retail products than ever. I have salons that are inside our academy right now that are selling between $1,000 to $1,500 a day in retail sales online with porch pickup, curbside pickup, and operations. I was telling you guys, uh, I did a haircut for my boys um, last week and I paid a stylist to do a digital consultation where she walked me through how to cut hair pissed off in the comments all you want from there if you don't if you <laughs> i had somebody tell me how dare you degrade our industry and cut your boy's hair at home you should be waiting for your stylist and all of a sudden i said look if my wife's comp if my wife's life is gonna be more complicated because she's stressed out about the boys and that they look like ragamuffins and all i don't know why i use ragamuffins this is from like 1920 but like <laughs> they look like ragamuffins right <laughs> sorry uh but they they look horrible and she's not happy about it if i can cut their hair and reduce her stress then i'm a happy dude and you know what it really taught me by cutting their hair is I don't ever want to cut their hair again. Like I really don't. Like I was like I was like, dude, I have so, I have a thousand times more respect for every hairdresser that ever sat down with my boys and cut their hair in five minutes because it took me fifty five zero minutes to cut their damn hair, and I had to bribe them with everything I could possibly bribe them with the hairy lollipops and all the things I could probably make happen. Just get them to sit still for a minute. And all I did was give me more respect for the industry. So if you're sitting at home and you're feeling like a victim, ask yourself. What does the game change to? How can I make money? What can I do? And, and just ask yourself, what are the ways you can do it? Can you do consultations with how to use product? Like I did a consultation of how to, you know, how to do my hair differently because my hair is growing out and I don't know what the hell to do because I'm, I'm helpless. I'm a dude, right? I don't know how to do it. I know one way to do my hair. And I work in the salon industry. You know, how many guys out there are freaking out and just popping hats on? So there's plenty of ways for you to make money right now. Don't let that be an excuse and prevent you from making money. And don't tell all your clients and guests, wait for me, wait for me, wait for me. All you're doing is saying, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim right now. So don't do it. You know, get out there and tell them what they can do. Instead of telling them what they can't, tell them what they can do, tell them what they're doing. And it's okay to charge money for a consultation where you don't touch somebody. Yeah, so important. 
It's still your time. It's still, it's your, still time. your time. Yeah. Like what, what if, you know, what, like if you advised and guided, you're, you're still being a professional in that environment and you're making them beautiful. Maybe you do makeup, maybe you do nails, you show them how to do it. And by the way, people keep saying this, but if I show them how to do it, they'll never come back to me. No, I will come back to you and I will be like, hell no, I will never do that again. Like it, it, all it did was it, it just taught me how, how hard a job you guys really have, like, and how serious it is and like how much I don't want to do it. It's like, I compared it to an oil change on a car the other day and somebody got mad. So I'm just knowing somebody got mad in the comment section on this. <laughs> I said, I said, listen, so I, I've already had all the bad comments. So I'm preempting them all right. Is that I said, it's like an oil change. I learned a long time ago how to change the oil in my car and I know how to do a tune up on my entire car, but I still pay to go to the dealership quite frankly, because I don't want to get my hands dirty. Yeah. I don't want to get my hands dirty. I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to clean up the hair mess. I don't want to like, dude, you know how much hair was all over when I was cutting these boys' hair? It was eight ways from Sunday. Like, I, like you guys have a professional. I'm, I'm using that freaking towel around my kit. I'm not going to go buy a cape and real clippers. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm not going to buy $400 shears. You know, like, I'm not going to do that stuff. Yeah. So like, I'm still going to take those kids in. And, and again, it took me an hour to do a haircut. I could go in and get it cut in like 10 or 15 minutes with my boys in a real salon. So, you know, just know like as, as you guys are, are stylists that are out there, they're trying to figure out what to do and you're trying to figure out what to do with your team. Just know it, it's going to be better as we come out of this thing. But if you become a victor right now, you will come out of this better instead of waiting for somebody else to save you. Perfect. How do you think that you can get your team involved right now as a salon yeah. owner? Yeah, we just said this this morning. Uh, so every day in our salon academy, every day at 6 a.m., uh, Monday through Friday, we've been doing support calls. Uh, we, 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 as soon as this hit and everybody was like the day that like they canceled the NBA games in the U.S., it was like, oh, this is getting serious when they canceled all the big events. And so the next day we jumped on a call, said 6 a.m., every day we're going to talk. And so we got on the phone with all of our owners. And I would recommend you do this the same with your staff is every day are you talking to your team? And if they're on unemployment, you can't make them come, but you can voluntarily do it and bring them value they're all freaking out right now, just like you are. And if you just have said, okay, I hope my team just goes on pause and then, you know, six, eight, 10 weeks go by and then we can reopen. They're going to be different people. They're going to be different people 10 weeks in the future. Could you imagine just putting your relationship with your significant other on pause for 10 weeks and just hoping that nothing's changed in their life when you come back to start dating again in 10 weeks? Hell no. You would still be on the phone with them every single day, making sure that they were cool. You know, like, are we still good? Are we doing all right? Like you got to maintain all these relationships. So I think one of the biggest things you can do is maintain a frequency of interaction with your staff because distance is dangerous and proximity is power right now. And if you can't have physical proximity, you can have digital proximity, right? So, you know, our team meets every day at 8.30. They do their huddles, even though they're all working from home, but they do a huddle every single day at 8.30 and they do it at the end of the day to make sure they check in with each other because they're not physically seeing each other. Remember all that community and that, you know, framework and all that chat and all that stuff? Are you doing uh, digital happy hours with your staff once a week to make sure they're all doing okay and they get to check in with each other and they get to bitch and whine and complain for a minute about how they're hating, you know, uh, homeschooling and that their husband and, you know, or wife is doing something random and they need to share what's going on. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to figure out like, okay, what, where, where is my community outreach that used to be there that's no longer there? And if you can provide that for your staff right now, they will see you as a hero. Don't think that you can pause your staff and they'll come back the same. The staff will never be the same again. And they're either going to be the same because you've helped them become something different or they will morph or meta, have a metamorphosis. That's the word I was looking for. They will metamorphosize. I'm making up words now. Uh, they will become something different. Thanks for laughing, by the way. Uh, they will become something different Without your guidance or with it, I sure as hell would want it to be with it. That's some great advice. Um, Thanks. I think it's really important for, for owners to take that 
take step into that leadership and, and still maintain that relationship with, with their staff, regardless of whether some are um, into it and some are not. I mean, that's a choice that they're going to make, but we can't make that. Totally. Yeah, that's right. And again, you can't require your staff to be there if they're, not, if they're still on unemployment, but I would just say if you give them enough value, they'll want to be there. And again, this is probably, I'm going to get harsh for two seconds. So if you, if you get offensive, uh, if you get offended, pause me for 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, if you're easily offended by the way, and you're listening or watching, um, if your team is falling apart right now, it's a reflection of your leadership. If your team is coming together right now, it's a reflection of you as a leader. So if they're falling apart, what do you need to do to become the leader that would bring them together? That's really the question you should be asking. Not, oh my God, COVID made my team fall apart. It should be, who do I need to become in order to bring my team back together? When you look at yourself first as the main point and you don't become a victim, you say, what, do I, what can I control? We've talked about this. How do you control the controllables? There's lots of things we can't control right now. Make a list of what you can control and let's do that. Let's do all those things. I can control how I talk to my staff. I can control how often we meet. I can control if we're talking about training and education. I mean, I've had salons that are doing more digital education for their staff right now than ever. They're busting through all their associate programs. They're changing all their software. They're working their face off, faces off right now so that when they come back and they, the, the, flip, the switch gets flipped, that's the word I was looking for. The switch gets flipped. Uh, when the switch gets flipped and they come back in, they're still going to have the best year they've ever had because they did all the work that they've been putting off for six months. They haven't had time to do. They're getting it done right now. They're getting it all done. And when their salon opens up, it'll be like they just spent, you know, six, eight weeks just rolling up their sleeves and working on that. And, and our salons are going to kill it when they come back. I have no doubt in my mind, uh, as opposed to some salons are sitting around going, well, I'm broke. Can't make any money. I guess I'll wait. And that's the most dangerous thing you can do is wait. Yeah. And it's a good time to work on your business if you can't work in your business. So work on your business and work on yourself. This is the time, right? Work on yourself. We've had more people come into the high performance salon academy right now and say, Jason, I've realized that the, 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 the loser staff member I have happened to be in charge of the whole thing. And it was me, right? <laughs> a lot of salon owners, there are a lot of salon owners will tell you like, Oh, you know, Samantha or Sharon or Susan or whatever, or Tina, like she's the drama. She's the issue. And when salon owners really realize that like, your team is just a reflection of you, just like your children are a reflection of you, right? I don't know if you guys have kids, but like, you know, my kids are a reflection of me, the good, bad, and the ugly, right? So if they do something crazy, I'm like, damn it, they totally learned that from me. Like, that's it. And so you got to remember your staff is the same way. The drama from your staff is because of your lack of leadership in some areas. So you're either working on it or you're blind to it. And our job at the Academy is to help you see something that you're blind to on your own. And if you're willing to look for it, we'll help you find it. Ooh, some really good information you just shared. And I'm going to like, absorb it I'm, all. I'm trying. I'm, you said truth bombs. I'm trying to drop I the know. truth bombs. Truth bombs. Okay, I'm so bringing the truth. <laughs> so he's just bombed us with a lot of truth. But <laughs> to like properly bring this beautiful podcast to an end, uh, what we like to do is have our guests share with us a real tea. So the real tea could be a tip, a feeling, a truth, a message, something that you want to leave um, the listeners with that they can take away and put in their back pocket and be like, yes, I remember this. What is your real tea, Jason? Um, yeah. So I, I intentionally didn't want to think about this in advance because I like when it just happens in the moment. And what I would say is you are not who everybody says you are. You are what you create for yourself. And I, and I hope anybody who's listening really heard me on that is that I, I think the biggest problem that I see in the salon and spa industry is that people start to believe who other people think they are and they forget who they actually are.
And the only way to do that, and I think in this industry, there is no other industry like it on planet Earth, that you literally work with people every day to feel as good on the outside as they should on the inside. Does that make sense? Like you make people feel amazing. And, and if their inside was kind of crushed a little bit, when their outside gets restored, they're like, I am freaking awesome. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to look badass when I get my hair cut. Like I'm going to look good when I get this makeup on. I'm going to look good when I, you know, have this treatment done. Or I'm going to feel good after I have a massage or whatever it is. And I think if you can realize that the gift you give other people is making them truly see who they are on the inside and who they're meant to be, if you can realize that you need to look at yourself and say, who am I meant to be too? I think that most stylists and people in the salon industry forget to look at themselves because they're so concerned about what everybody else thinks about them. They're so worried about other people. Take it to yourself and say, how can I make myself more beautiful? Ooh, love that. that is a good real tea. And that, that aligns that's for like, kind of like, like drop, bop. I like it. I like it. I love it because it aligns with the elevated stylist so much. Because that's, that's exactly what we're all about is taking time for yourself. We put so much energy into other people, into our business, into our staff, and yeah. our cup is always empty. So it's right. time for us to fill our own cups up. You know, you, you can't pour into other people when your cup is empty. It doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, unfortunately, this has to come to an end. But yeah. <laughs> It's been fun. I hope this has been good. If it's been helpful, somebody no, reach out and tell me it was, but this has been I've fun for me. I've even taken some mental notes over I here. I know. I was like, oh, reflection. Well, you do have a recording you can go back and watch. That's the good news, right? I, yeah. I've this a couple of times and, and take some notes. Um, yeah. For anybody that has been watching, uh, thank you, Jason. He is the face of High Performance Salon. If you're interested, it's at High Performance Salon. Uh, we're going to put the, um, the handle in the comments. Mm -hmm. um, you can follow him, follow us. Um, thank you so much for your insight. Thank you for sharing all your tooth bombs. Thank you for accepting the stage. We started um, with Sage, so that's why I thought I'd end on a, yeah. on a stay or something. I was, I was, I was prepared. Um, and please stay tuned in the next couple of weeks for our next episode as we share with you some more truth bombs. Thanks for doing what you guys are doing. You're doing an amazing job, and I hope you guys continue to do uh, all these great things and serve the industry as you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. For more ways to connect with us, please join our online community on the Mighty Network platform. A space to learn, grow, and connect.